0: All right, big-ass episode of Falcon Winter Soldier this week. We're here to cover it for you. It's Dabs and Duke, episode 12. Let's get it. small episode not at all man i I have four (laughs) pages of notes today
1: oh god i'm ready i'm ready to hear those page turns
0: yeah (laughs) um so this one starts off more exciting than pretty much any of them i mean like wandavision episode nine started off very strong this one started off equally as strong if not even better yeah
1: definitely.
0: so what were your thoughts
1: uh Probably so far, I would say it is most action-packed introduction to an episode so far. Yeah. For sure. And it was good to see like it's good to see John Walker finally unwind like we'd been expecting him to do. So it's
0: interesting. You know what scene I absolutely hated? Great scene, but I hated it. The scene where he goes to apologize to Lamar's parents for two reasons. One after the whole episode is just showing how much of a dick he is, it actually humanizes him a little bit. Like the part where like uh, Lamar's mom says like you, like he was always so proud to be next to you. And then he just goes, yeah, I was proud to be next to him too. Like I was just like, stop humanizing this guy. So I can just hate him more. (laughs) Yeah. And the second reason I hated it, the second reason I hated it was because of a reason to make John Walker hateable. Like he lied straight to them. He was like, Oh yeah, I killed the guy who did it. But, like, obviously, he knows Carly's the one that did it.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, that was that was a tough scene, man. Yeah.
1: He acted... I gotta give it to... uh, What's... It, Wyatt Russell. Man, he, he acted his ass off. He's
0: been acting his ass off. I'm probably most impressed with his acting out of everybody.
1: Yeah, I would say him and Bucky are, like, 1A, 1B for me.
0: I do think Bucky's been doing... I think... Sebastian Stan's been doing a great job. I just think because a, White Russell hasn't played this character before, and B, it's a antagonist character rather than a protagonist. Like it's just so much tougher to, not tougher, but it's like because you're not only competing to be a great character, you're also competing to be a great, you know, villain character. Okay,
1: that's a very fair point. I still put um, I still put Bucky up there because this is the first time truly that I feel like we've seen him go through the redemption arc like it would have expected like we just so we've seen him as winter soldier we've seen him as like more of a side character making remarks but he's this is his first time like in the limelight fully going through his arc Absolutely, and I think he completes it in this episode so
0: I bet and I think both of
1: them are phenomenal
0: that's what i think i don't think either of them i think the funny part is the show is called the falcon and the winter soldier by the end of it neither of them are going to be called that like it's gonna be captain america and the white wolf
1: yeah that's funny
0: but um yeah this episode by far to me the best we've gotten from marvel yet in terms of (laughs) any television besides we should just start naming
1: these episodes but wait this one's the best
0: one. but wait, this one's the best I, i'm telling you man <laughs> yeah. just every week just another hit like then they're, they're gonna keep coming. and then loki has the potential to be even better like that's what's crazy to me is like this week's episode was so phenomenal and that's what i say every single week and i know this next week has the possibility to top it and then loki has the possibility to top that which is just nuts to me like
1: it's
0: so crazy. we got a shang chi trailer today
1: Oh yeah, we gotta talk about. We'll talk about
0: that later. Yeah, 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 we'll talk about that after we finish recapping the episode here. But man, a lot to talk about.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So the so first. So you
1: made. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that no, no you go, you so go. You made this. You made the statement that this is one of the best fight scenes in MCU. Did you say that? If I remember correctly.
0: Um, I I think it was. I think it was just necessarily even best choreographed. I think the best chore like one of the best choreographed was still last week with the Dora Malahi fighting Dora Malahi and Falcon Wonder Soldier fighting against John Walker. This week's mm-hmm. episode provides one of the more emotional fight scenes, I guess. Definitely,
1: definitely. Way more emotional than last week. Because you know Which what they're is. fighting
0: for. Like
1: exactly. Exactly. And they came in, and I feel like there were so many blows that came close to fucking bolting them up that he wasn't quite able to get off. Like oh, shield smash, before yeah. he fully got it off, someone was always intervening. So it he was, was trying it, to man. kill him. A, yeah, man. It was a seat gripper, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Crazy. I like how right away Falcon just tells him, You've got to give me the shield. Like Falcon's not playing around anymore. I was assuming like Bucky was going to be the one to just like take it. But then Falcon mm-hmm. just comes in, he's like, You got to give me the shield, man. And I was, yeah, I think that kind of is good for his arc because at first, like, he obviously gave it away, didn't want it, and now he's like, you gotta give it to me.
1: Yeah, he stopped being so damn diplomatic this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I love.
0: All it took was, you know, a guy getting murdered in the middle of the street.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Something something small. Something no big like deal, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: And that's other than, Walker's like, you're making me do, or stop making me do this, or whatever. Like, no one's making him do it. It's just he's being a dick.
1: Yeah, he is. He's trying to rationalize the decisions that he's making. And he's trying to say, like, oh, we could have been a team. And, you know, he's, he's doing the whole guilt trip thing, which is interesting. And
0: there was a, there was a parallel, too, like, right away. Because um, it's – I think Walker knocks Falcon down, and then Bucky and Walker are racing for the shield. And I noticed, like, a parallel to Endgame when Tony and Thanos are racing for the gauntlet, like Tony just tackles Thanos, he doesn't give a fuck, he's like I'm I'm just gonna, ta-. and Walker tackles Bucky in the same way
1: yeah, that is I didn't even connect that, that is I
0: don't, true I don't think it was intentional, it was just like when I saw it happen, I was like, oh shit that's like the same exact way like Thanos and Tony fought for the gauntlet
1: yeah yeah, for sure I'm not gonna lie, part of me didn't expect them to beat walker this time around with them like taking the shield So early in the episode i thought that it would happen later in the episode i I thought so too
0: like i i don't know though because like at first before the episode but like once the episode started happening i'm like oh this is happening this is going down right away i was like i know we still have to get to the falcon scene where he's working out with the shield so like maybe they do take it here if falcon's gonna be working out with it later and that was the whole thing. Thought
1: that that would, I thought that that would be like in the beginning of, of episode. the next episode. It that makes sense. Say, yeah.
0: The other thing I okay. thought was possible was I thought, oh, maybe that's a flashback to before, like Bucky and Sam met up and they were working out with the shield, and then Sam still decided I'm going to give it up. But I'm glad it wasn't mm. because for two reasons. One, now he's got the shield. And two, you know how much I hate flashbacks. They suck for the most part.
1: Exactly.
0: For the most exactly. part. Not always. Not always. And small use of flashback works. Same thing with slow-mo, and we'll get to that later because there's a few <laughs> eyed with Shang-Chi and I told you about that. Um, yeah. I think slow-mo works if you do it a little bit, but too much, it's just, it's it's not a great cinematography technique, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk about how Walker broke his, his arm
0: That was scary honestly like when when it happened i was like oh shit they really just broke that man's arm like i get the point of that was like to show how resilient he is how he's like his arms were covered by the not like emotionally resilient but like just physically because of the serum like i get that that's what the point of that was but like when it happened i was like oh shit like
1: yeah i didn't expect that i was like damn
0: yeah like made me cringe a little bit made me cringe more than when they chopped thanos's head off and that's way more violent
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I think it's, it's something about breaks I that think really get me. From for me, as far as like chopping and breaking, like I don't know what it is. Like with brakes, it's just like I just like imagine the pain behind that. With getting your head chopped off, it just kind of like it's a clean slice. Like it's very it has just thinking that, that. it's, it's so much
0: cleaner. It's so much cleaner. A yeah. break is just like ah Yeah. 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 For sure. What else I got here? He rips the wings off. Oh yeah, and, and he yells, "I'm Captain America!" Like he's letting it go to his head, and honestly, I think it's like a good parallel to just everyday society with people put in power. Like they get this mindset that, "Oh, I'm I'm in this position of power. I'm I have this authority. I can exploit it because someone trusts me with this exactly.
1: authority." And I exactly, thought it was a beautiful man. parallel. It was so good that whole courtroom speech or courtroom back and forth that he was going through during his deposition was excellent because he had so many quotables like he said he built me and and i was like you know what as much as i dislike john walker he's right they did build him and it was poignant because if the world wasn't so eager to crown another captain america he would just be another douchebag he wouldn't he possibly wouldn't even have taken this serum
0: exactly exactly right because he's letting it all go to his head and yeah I thought that, like you said about that, you built me. I think that was poignant because you can see the senator is trying to push himself as far away from this situation as possible. He's like, this isn't, mm-hmm. but really, he's the one that did it. He's the one that set this shit all up, and he's not taking any responsibility. He's like, oh, nope, he's the one that did this. Like, I, my hands are clean. Like, but no, you, you did build him. Like, that's a, that's another moment where you can just be like, oh, John, I get where you're coming from, John Walker. Like, I know you're crazy, but, like, I get you.
1: Yeah, man, they took everything from me. They said you are being anything other than honorably charged, and we're taking your benefits. Yes.
0: yes. They took everything from him. Like, damn.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Man. But, yeah, at the end of the fight... Get... Oh, you go.
1: I don't know. I was supposed to say we're going to gonna get into it from there, get into the big reveal.
0: Well, I was even thinking before right that. the courtroom. Last thing about the fight okay, scene. Good. Torres, like after the fight scene, Falcon takes the wings to Torres and he's like, "What do you want the wings back? And he's like, "Not nah, keep them. And like, cause that's just setting up <laughs> yeah. Torres to become the next Falcon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I think it'll be sweet because Falcon, Sam's version of Captain yeah. America will have the wings and Torres' version of Falcon will also have the wings. So they have two yeah. airbound dudes now. Yeah. That's the one thing I, I like I, I always talk to my dad about the shows after like each week and he's always been frustrated at the lack of like air power wakanda has because he's like they have all the technology of the world and like in these movies like nobody ever writes for them to have some kind of like massive air force and he's like yeah. i wonder if they're gonna he's like i wonder if they're gonna build some kind of winged thing for like the door like the Doras, yeah hmm. which i thought was interesting because like they're you' weird
1: de- because like this super technologically advanced but like they're also like very simple, like the you just use, spear.
0: they use so spears. Use spears with can... like little guns in them, like little laser blasters right. at the tip. But like that's it. That's all they. And they don't even use the laser blaster half the time. Only when they're fighting aliens. Okay. Like
1: that's
0: it. It's so simple. Like like they're yeah. They focus more on the training than the actual weaponry. They could have the most. I mean, they do have the most powerful military, but like technology-wise, they could far surpass any other military but they choose not to definitely, yeah, definitely. but i think that's sick because like then you get them beating john walker's ass without any serum
1: yeah and just being demoralized by <laughs> um
0: but yeah we can get into the big reveal now,
1: right, now what did you, you think
0: i thought ah man it was i was just so excited when it like showed her face right like when it was julia louis Dreyfus. like i was just like okay sick like let's just hope they give her a good character and then they you know they gave her val and i was like we're getting somewhere here like we're the problem the only problem i have is if she's Mm -hmm. recruiting john walker i don't know if she can be thunderbolts because i thought originally she's gonna be thunderbolts like she yeah she's madam hydra but like i was thinking oh she's like the thunderbolts she's gonna be part of thunderbolts but also like zemo which we'll get to zemo later Zemo is part of Thunderbolts, so I was like I don't foresee Zemo working with Walker.
1: Mm. You know, I looked into that because I was wondering the same thing. And actually, the funny part about that arm breaking earlier in the episode is that in the comics, he broke his left arm and he actually got it replaced by like a hook and he was taken off of active duty and he became the warden of the raft, which is where Zemo so Interesting. In the see, comics, I would, they actually connected. In the cool way, I'm hoping that they connected
0: there. See, because that's my thing with Thunderbolts is like we saw in Civil War that like mm-hmm. Thunderbolt Ross is running the raft. Right. So I was thinking, oh, like there's your connection. Because so there's in the trailers for the, movie, for the show, there's that scene where Daniel Bruhl has the beard and he puts on the Zemo mask over top of his face. We haven't seen that yet. And I'm anticipating... That is the post credit scene for episode six.
1: Most likely.
0: That's I what I'm betting. So yeah. I'm guessing Thunderbolt Ross starts setting up the Thunderbolts. And like there's so many characters they can pull yeah. from here. Like yeah. Yeah. it's it's Marvel's yeah. super. I think squad.
1: that uh yeah, I was just about to say that, man. I, I feel like it could still be a Thunderbolt situation because um, Contessa could just be a card for Jenna Ross. Like right. They could just be in cahoots. And what makes this also interesting is that, I don't know if you know, but Contessa was supposedly in some cuts of Black Widow.
0: Yes, I heard that as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm very intrigued to see that. And the thing is, Black Widow was supposed to come out way before this. So I think, yep. honestly, I th- I'm so happy that this came out first because I think this reveal was way cooler than it would have been. I mean, I, I can't say that for certain, but just the drama of her heels like clicking and then it pans up and it's her. Like, I think okay. if you just revealed her in Black Widow first, you can't say, oh, we have a cameo in this episode, right? It's just like, yeah, we have a cameo, but right. it's somebody you already met. Now it's, oh, we have a cameo in the TV show and it's someone you haven't met yet. And I think She's that's going to
1: be around for a while. I think uh-huh. that I honestly think that, um, in Black Widow, they were gonna make her one of the big bads, and like kind of just be like, "All right, you had your time, whatever." But I think with putting her in the show, it lets you know that okay, she's gonna have like a huge role in Phase Four, so she's gonna be like more of a mainstay.
0: she's the one behind Taskmaster in Black Widow. Could be. Could be. <laughs> um. Um. Now, because like that's the thing. Now revealing her in this. Gets me excited for Black Widow even more, like knowing she's going to be in that. I think it worked out well for them, honestly, and that's probably that's probably why they pushed their day back on Black Widow. There's probably like I'm the nail in the coffin. That. Was just like they were like thinking about it, thinking about it, and they're like, "Hey, what if we just what if we just revealed Julia Louis Dreyfus in Falcon Winter Soldier instead of yeah. instead of Black Widow?" And I think it works. When
1: well, no this is cool, I think that Florence pews, character in black widow yelena is supposed hmm. to be part of thunderbolts too so really like she for sure yeah she for sure was supposed to be i don't know if she still is but she was in one of the cuts for sure
0: i was see because like that was a, what i was thinking was she would be more like take on the avengers role like because I, my thought was now that black widow's dead they're you know making cape bishop hawkeye they're gonna have iron heart and iron lad they're gonna have you know everybody's being replaced falcon is going to be captain america they're replacing the entire original cat like jane foster's taking over as thor hulk is going to be replaced by she hulk my anticipation was yelena was going to take over as the new black widow
1: yeah i could definitely see that and going back to your replacement thing like i feel like her presence in this episode was so interesting because like as i researched more it's like oh shit like I don't know if you read, but like she created the Femi Force.
0: Is no, I didn't hear that? that. No, the only thing I really read about her was that she was Madame Hydra for a while.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like she created this. Basically, she's the Nick Fury of like the Big Bad. So, yeah. She dated that's, Nick Fury actually. That's another thing. Did she?
0: That's fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, she did. I hope they bring that she up at you. some point. I hope like they confront each other. I really, really want a confrontation between Nick Fury and, I do
1: too.
0: <laughs> and Val. Like, That'd
1: be so cool.
0: I also love just thinking about Nick Fury right now. I, I love how he stuck around for so long. How Sam Jackson has just been like, yeah, fuck it. I'll cameo every once in a while. And like, if you need <laughs> yeah. to be in like a full movie, I'll be in a full movie every couple of years. Like it's awesome. He, cause he plays the role so well. And cause he's, he can be funny with it, but also like he's got that commanding force, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, to me, perfectly cast. Yeah. Which, oh, we'll get to perfect castings again later because I know we talked about that considering other news we've learned this week regarding you know, Spider-Man and such. But, yeah, just... Yeah. You know I mean, Sharon
1: Carter was actually the first leader of Femi Force. Oh, they could,
0: could bring have. her in. They could bring her into it. Yeah. it She's probably Power Broker. Yeah. That's my guess. Like the, the way they combined Bucky and White Wolf into one character, I think they're going to combine Sharon Carter and Power Broker into one character.
1: Mm.
0: Is my bet. And I'm still confused as to why people were fighting her if she was the power broker.
1: I don't know. I I can't answer that.
0: I have no idea. We'll find out. And maybe she's not even the power broker. But like all signs point to it. We don't know anybody else that lives in Magiport right now. And Power Broker lives in Magipora. Like,
1: nobody.
0: Nobody. Unless they drop something random. Like, I'd still like to see some random cameo be the power broker. I think that would be hilarious. But I really do think it's. Emily Van Camp like as both Sharon and she's
1: she's she's way too sus for sure. One thing was funny about didn't you mention that um you mentioned that she was Madame Hydra, right?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think, and I read this somewhere, I don't know if it's but I guess Viper was also known as Madame Hydra. You know that she was in agents. Season was. four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And did, did you know that she is in the Wolverine too? You haven't watched that yet. She was. I haven't watched she's
0: it, bad, but she's in that as Viper. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's so interesting to me. I think it would be sweet. Like, because she wasn't season four, but like she was only existed within the framework, which if you're not familiar with Agents, which I feel like most people aren't, she was only Madame Hydra in the framework. And in real life, she was an AI, like an Android. So pretty much she gets killed off, but but she's Madame Hydra in the framework. And like you said, Viper in the Wolverine. I haven't watched the Wolverine yet. I'm watching it tonight. I think I think some kind of multiverse thing with that could happen. There's rumors that Chris Evans will be returning as the human torch in the multiverse movie, which I think would be oh, hilarious. God. <laughs> like just as a quick little joke of a cameo. Like speaking of jokes yeah. of cameos, I I messaged you this earlier this week, but I I think it would be a hilarious meta joke if they brought Ed Norton and uh, Terrence Howard to play Hulk and War Machine for like two seconds in the multiverse. It's just just as a meta joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. You just hear in the distant background. What's good, man? <laughs> you Terrence, it seems, like Terrence his face Howard? just
0: flashes across What's the on?
1: screen. <laughs> Yo, Tony, you got that suit, man?
0: um but yeah there was just a bunch of rumors that dropped this week about um people that may be appearing multiverse wise um jennifer lawrence was one as mystique hugh jackman but he's been for a while chris evans i'm trying to think of the other ones i read about i did not read ed norton or terrence howard but i'm i'm hoping i think that would be a funny ass (laughs) joke like marvel poking fun at it you need to
1: post that on some bulletin boards I do start
0: getting on Reddit, just yeah. <laughs> sending <laughs> yeah, send it can. to every Marvel, every Marvel subreddit I can find. Terrence Howard through the <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll be funny though. But th- there was like a bunch of stuff, but and they did confirm the two kids from WandaVision were seen on set, but that's all we know, that's literally all we know. And we think Benedict Cumberbatch has a shaved face at some point in the movie, that's it. That's all mm-hmm. we found out because they've kept this goddamn movie so tight under wraps from everyone. Love it. Thor, Spider Man, they're just like, hey, these two movies we got coming out, here's everything. And they're just telling us everything about both of those movies. Like, not everything about Spider Man, mm-hmm. but you know, like the Alfred Molina interview this week. They're just like, oh yeah, confirm the multiverse, like confirm the Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But Doctor Strange, they are not telling us anything
1: man we have we barely have you seen any set <laughs> no they've right. kept
0: them all under wraps everything for that is under wraps benedict Cumberland did a zoom interview with his phone yeah i think it was actually probably facetime with his phone pointing at the ceiling because he didn't want to show off what he was wearing because he was in costume so all right back to falcon and Winter soldier Oh, there was that one line that says that uh, Contessa says to Walker that the S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't belong to the government and it's a gray area because it belongs. To, I don't even know who technically belongs to, Tony or Cap or one of them, but they're both dead now. So who knows? Yeah. Probably Falcon because Cap gave it to Falcon. Yeah. I, I
1: thought that was really interesting too. I was wondering like, Who has like legal bearings over it i didn't know that had legal bearings to be honest i thought that it was just like it's yours now you know
0: there's a couple of things i think with it so tony gave it back to cap so then it was caps and then cap gave it to falcon so then it was falcon so maybe it's falcons maybe it's technically property of wakanda because it's vibranium um i feel like that line was put in there intentionally like i said like marvel doesn't do things on accident and that was just like a real specific line to put in the episode, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like I feel like that might come up again later. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Yeah.
1: That was a doozy. I
0: can't really think. Last time I kept saying Marvel doesn't do things on accident, we got Ralph Boner, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, they might, they might do some things on accident or do it intentionally. Just it's not what you want.
0: So, well, that's the thing is like, that's an article I read. Like it was, Trying to fight for like the reason Evan Peters needed to be it. And it was like pretty much if it was they couldn't just get a random dude to play the character because then everybody would know it was fake. And they didn't want to bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson, probably because they are gonna bring him back eventually through the multiverse. Like what the,
1: the reason was because we would know that it was fake.
0: Yeah, if it well, if they used if they used somebody else, like say they cast like, you know. Daniel Radcliffe, as fake Pietro. We would know because because it's such an obvious giveaway that it's not Pietro, right? But if you cast Evan Peters, you don't have to use Aaron Taylor Johnson, who you're potentially going to bring through the multiverse when Wanda goes and gets Vision and the kids. So, But using Evan Peters, who has played Quicksilver in the X-Men universe, threw enough people off. I understand the explanation. I still hate it. it doesn't change the I fact come that right. I have. it
1: didn't throw me off at all. Yeah, it didn't throw me off at all. I was just like, in my mind, I was just like, I already had an inkling that this is fake. This is a created world. So why is he here? But well, I, that's there why, was no confusion with that.
0: But it it was like the the it was supposed to make people think, oh, this is uh, the multiverse is open, right? And now we found that the multiverse isn't open because. <laughs> because they can okay. make a dick joke. Because they can make a dick joke out of it. Like
1: pfft. Yeah. So in other words, they uh they hoodwinked
0: us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well hey.
0: Okay. Hoodwinked us with the worst fucking joke in the history of. That's the what world. they were
1: going for. I don't know if it landed like they thought it would, but
0: No. I still have hope, but you know, it dwindles more and more every <laughs> day. Um, anyway, back to Falcon Winter Soldier again. Um, the GRC is being a bunch of assholes. They raided the whole safe house place. Not the safe house place, but where the refugees were all staying because mm-hmm. of the Flag Smashers. And because of that, the Flag Smashers started getting more aggressive. And they're about to take down yeah. New York. Which is interesting that they're going to New York because a lot of Avengers shit happens in New York. You know who else lives in New York? Daredevil. This, you know? I don't think he's showing up that would be funny if he showed up here everybody's expecting him in Spider-Man <laughs> and he shows up in Falcon Winter Soldier <laughs>
1: yeah. I would lose it so it's beating everyone's ass
0: <laughs> <laughs> they all live there though Jessica Jones Luke Cage Spider-Man yeah. crazy. you think
1: that, uh, you think that Jessica Jones has like roommates imagine being a superhero and having roommates
0: I mean Spider-Man he lives with his movie. aunt
1: that's true <laughs>
0: That's true. Um, He's
1: a high schooler, though. Like, he can he gets
0: his Ant Man had roommates for a while. I don't think he does anymore. Oh I think he lives yeah, with,
1: he came I, out of jail. Who
0: I? I think he lives with Wasp now, but I'm not entirely sure. We don't know where he stands yet. I think if there's anybody else that really has roommates,
1: but yeah,
0: um, yeah, I think I
1: think that Carly pretty much just said fuck it. We're going to boss or off. Yeah, full off. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like which, you killed you killed one too many people, we're done.
0: Yep. There's no more, no more messing around here. And they're yeah. going right to the top. They're going right to those senators that are making those rules. Going right to the GRC. They throw like smoke bombs in there next week. Cause like in the trailer this past week that they dropped to like you see like there's there's like red smoke everywhere and people are panicking and it's the day of reckoning. We also get to see Buggy drop kick the dude off the motorcycle.
1: Oh, I can't wait for that drop kick. <laughs> it's going to be of epic proportions.
0: Oh yeah, top top two drop kicks in Marvel history. Can't even name it's, the other it's one.
1: Him and Rob Van Dam. Him and Rob Van Dam. <laughs> two best drop kicks ever.
0: Let's see, what else I got here? Oh, Zemo. Uh, seeing where Bucky and Zemo come face-to-face for the last time at the Sokovia Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how he crossed off his own name from Bucky's book. He said, like, I have no grudge against you. And just, mm-hmm. like, said, I crossed my own name off. I thought that was... I really do think Zemo's a good guy at heart. He's just... Once his family got killed, he no no holds barred just went after it but i think
1: yeah I, yeah yeah i definitely think that he's a, a man of uh, a man of code
0: sure. <laughs> i was gonna say code like, i was he just thinking a that that's very... the wire like a man's gotta have a coat <laughs> yeah
1: exactly i was thinking that too it's funny <laughs> yeah i think he is isn't?
0: um i do i think so and i think honestly it looked like to me like when he was looking at bucky's eyes when bucky had the gun pointed at him I couldn't tell if he was like sad or understanding or oh. if he thought, I'm gonna see my family now. Like he was thinking, I'm about to die and be with my family. Yeah. And then Bucky just drops the shell. I think shelf. He felt like he
1: understood. Yeah, yeah. I think he felt like he understood.
0: I think so. Like he's like, Oh, this kind of needs that. But then Bucky's like, nah, just kidding. Here's the bullets. And then he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And- I thought
1: that, that was big. I feel like that was the moment that really tied up his arc. And led to the talk that him and Sam had towards the end of that. Yeah, yeah. Like he could have, he, he could have killed him, and like that would have been same old Winter Soldier flashbacks that he's been having every night. But for him not to do it, that was huge for his character.
0: And that's why I think he's got one more big step in his character arc, and that's he's got to go talk to Yori.
1: Yeah. It's be tough.
0: I can't believe that was like episode one. That he was like hanging out with Yori, and then we haven't seen Yori in four episodes. And now he's coming back to him, episode six.
1: Oh, damn, he messed up a date and everything <laughs> and didn't
0: even, didn't even do anything with it, <laughs> yeah. didn't even do anything with
1: it. He just walked out,
0: <laughs> yeah. This is like, hey, I'll be right back. Not psych, like, like, not coming back, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah I thought that was a a, like you said earlier like I think everything in this episode has been very poignant like just making sure you hit the right notes to kind of make each arc more round Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but then yeah he goes to the raft which I was surprised because I thought the Dormalahi would have taken him to O'Kan in prison But they just took him to the raft instead, which, you know, obviously because he's got to be part of the Thunderbolts or whatever. He's got to escape. Yeah,
1: that's where all the the worst of the worst go.
0: Right. But the thing is, like, the other thing, like, if he goes to a Wakandan prison, he's not getting out. Wakanda's too tough. Wakanda's got super high-tech prisons. You send them to the raft, everybody breaks out of the raft. Yeah, that's where you put all your worst guys, but you know what? In every Marvel storyline ever made, everybody breaks out of the raft. I don't care if it's a video game or a movie or a comic book or what it is, everybody breaks out of the most high-tech facility we have, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's like Gotham City Prison. It's supposed it is. to be highly advanced, but people be breaking out, man.
0: It's shit. It's shit. Yeah, but then Bucky asks him one last favor. He's like, hey, I got one more favor, which obviously we find out he wants the suit for Sam. And that leads mm-hmm. to him going to visit Sam and Sarah, which I thought that was. It showed how just human he was again. Like it was just like. It showed he wasn't. Like, yeah, he's done with the Winter Soldier, but like also. Now he's gonna go do some do some charity work for his friend, like help fix up that boat, and also flirt with his yeah. sister.
1: Oh yeah, and then also yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that guy is he was he was edging on a dangerously horny level. So I I
0: thought <laughs> I, I thought even better than like <laughs> so the two best things about that were Bucky's smile every time he would do it like that's just smile. He, every time there would be any kind of like flirtatious moment between between bucky and sarah he would just have like the biggest fucking smile on his face like, yeah hilarious and it then was
1: like faithful
0: and then, yes exactly because because he knew he was both like flirting with sarah and also kind of getting under sam's skin a little bit yeah and and sam's reaction always hilarious don't with my sister. like <laughs>
1: Did you, did you see the snap that I posted of him just like breathing hard, like? Yes, really yeah. It's to smack my sister.
0: It was the yeah? There was a couple. There was a couple. You had on Insta too that I was just dying at. So funny, yeah,
1: man. He he's a monster, man. He he is the Winter Soldier of cheeks too, <laughs> not just
0: the. Uh... <laughs> speaking of which, he just... speaking of which um that's that's now how all the marvel stars are promoting their non-marvel movies they're just posting an aspect oh the... speaking
1: of the team, nice segue but
0: no nice another pick. but there was a second one zoe saldana did it this week hey who zoe saldana gamora
1: really oh i gotta look at that
0: one <laughs> oh, <that's the> show. <laughs> <laughs> stop this
1: show she's in that
0: movie too uh no i don't think so i think she's promoting a separate movie but she's taking a page out of sebastian stan's playbook and just being like all right, Sebastian Stan's gonna post the ass pic. I'm gonna post the ass pic.
1: Wow,
0: we don't have we don't have the Disney budget to promote these movies, so just gotta
1: <laughs> we gotta take matters into our own
0: hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of Bucky and Sarah, someone drew a parallel between Bucky when he was sleeping in Wakanda and all the little kids waking him up, and then Bucky when he's sleeping on the couch at Sam's and his nephews wake him up when they're playing with the shield. <laughs> but speaking of the shield, like he takes it sam takes it to isaiah in that scene
1: mm-hmm. and that's scene.
0: i think that sh- that that scene did again like i said about the walker thing drawing a parallel to real life like i think that scene draws a parallel real real life because people always talk about is it representation or is it just doing something to get people to shut up is it just like performance performance exactly that's the yeah that's perfect word. And so I think that's kind of the argument they're having, where Isaiah would be on the performance side of it and Sam would be on the representation side of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, man,
0: that was, that whole,
1: that was a a heavy, heavy conversation, like, I said they would never let a Black man be Captain America. And then he said, like, any black man who does take it doesn't respect themselves. Like it's like wow, yeah, that's crazy. Like if I were Sam in that moment, I'd be like, should I take it? But I get Sam. I understand he wants to like change the meaning behind it. Right. So ugh, it's tough. That's a tough conversation.
0: I mean, I got where they both came from. Like Isaiah is from an era where their change wasn't possible, and they were like, now Sam's kind of looking. Oh, I can be the change. That's what his thought like. I just that scene again about hitting all the right notes like I think if you're going to have the talk about like what this means for like in society that's exactly it and like I think I think the nephews playing with the shield shows that Sam's got to be the kind of inspiration for the next generation mm-hmm. and if if he takes the shield he can do that
1: yeah definitely I agree I also thought that was really crazy that he said Sam was pulling the whole like oh i know people like i can help you and he was like you don't feel like if you helped me i wouldn't be dead within a day like they right. tried to erase me right like it's crazy Eraser, it's nuts. So, it's
0: yeah the whole, the whole thing about they wouldn't let him even have the letters from his wife or girlfriend or whoever like yeah oh man that was depressing as hell like
1: yeah, and all the soldiers got tetanus while he's the one who got the serum and they experimented on it for 30 years. Like, they followed the comic book storyline to a T, and I actually enjoyed it. I didn't mind it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was because I, I was I've been thinking like this past week about how not every character in the comics can be fully fleshed out, but like you can at least get them in there, right? Like, like Battlestar, obviously, he's dead now. Yeah, you could always bring him back somehow, but you got him in there, right? Like, I was thinking, like, Quicksilver, if he never comes back, you got him in there, right? Like, some of these characters, like I was telling you about Electra, like, for, if they when they bring Daredevil back, I'm hoping they just stick with the Daredevil show, everything that happened there was canon. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, Elektra's not coming back, right? To me, I wouldn't mind it. I know a lot of people would love to have Electra back, but to me, she's had her story, and you have a certain amount of that's why they kill all the villains off because you have a certain amount of movies to get everybody in and i know we talked about this last week but you can't get everybody in so like for as long of a time so if you can get some of these characters a shout out one way like i was thinking hank pym same deal they didn't make him ant-man but they're like he's gonna be the scientist behind ant-man still he has been ant-man even though he's never gonna suit up
1: right exactly
0: So I think it's like a nice and then Elijah too, like his grandson, is likely gonna be part of the new Avengers or Young Avengers. As
1: much as much as you said, I know you told me that you're hoping that this next episode ties up some arts. But I feel like this episode tied up a good amount of art for now. Like it tied up Zima, we know where he's gonna be. It tied up Sam for sure. Mm -hmm. And it set up the next stage for John Walker's art. So I feel, like, I feel like this is a, a damn good episode for, like, tying the knot.
0: I think the last three we got to tie up are Sharon's, Carly's, yeah. and Bucky's. And Bucky's the biggest yep. one out of those three.
1: Yeah. But you I don't do feel f- like Bucky's is, is already – well, he has, still has to apologize to Yuri. Once he talks to him,
0: I think it'll be all set. Yeah. And then Carly okay. Carly's probably going to get tied up by the end of the episode. And Sharon, yeah. all I'm looking for with Sharon is to find out who the power broker is. If it's her, great. If it's not her, great. Like I just—that's the one missing piece from her arc.
1: Yeah, I'm not really honestly. I don't really. Well, it's, not to say I don't care about her arc, but like, yeah, not a lot has to happen for her.
0: Right. I, for yeah. Her arc for me. No, like, I. I just really want to find out who the power broker is, and I'm assuming it's her because she's the only poor person again. We, like we know, but no. who knows? Yeah. But yeah, but the boat, they fix up the boat. um They're talking about the flag smashers while they're doing it. I think that boat's going to get blown up by this next episode. I think Batrock's going to blow it up.
1: They're <laughs> going to do all that work just for it to get blown to, to oblivion. Yeah.
0: I'm uh, betting. i Because I bet, like, it's such a sem- sentimental thing. Like, Sam was going to paint over the, the names and decided, like, he and Sarah decided not to. And they said this boat's way, way too important to our family. And if Batrock's trying to come at Sam, that's what he's going to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: But I did hear a theory. I think it was my friend Tyler um, that brought it up. He's coming on next week. Um, that he thinks Batrock might be like a double agent. Like he thinks Sharon, if she's good, if she's not power broker and she's trying to help out Falcon and Winter Soldier... Batroc might be a double agent, which I don't foresee because he was always evil in the comics. He was always just had two goals: money and power. And yeah, so I, I think Sharon's
1: the double agent of it too. You
0: say, but but she just hired him to go after Falcon, is the thing. Yeah, but
1: I only say that because earlier in the episode she kind of helped him out too,
0: right? And I think. It, uh, and I think with Badrack, like, because the theory that he was telling me was like, she sent Badrack to like infiltrate the Flag Smashers, which is possible. She could have sent him just to get information on the Flag Smashers.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't buy it, but I do. I could see it, especially because she was fighting people. Oh, yeah, with
1: the conversation that she was having, like, what did she say? She says some shit like, uh, "Are you done? Like, are you gonna do this or not? Don't worry, it'll be worth." It'll be worth it, like it didn't sound like a type of conversation that you would have with someone when they're going to infiltrate. It sounds like that person is going to do like some dirty work,
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna it, yeah. I think, but
1: I think, I, don't he, know.
0: I think he's gonna come in, he's gonna bomb the boat. Falcon's gonna have to fight him. Bucky's gonna be fighting Carly because they both have the serum. Don't know where they go from there. John Walker, we'll get to John Walker in the post credit scene, but John Walker is gonna cause some trouble.
1: Oh, he's, man, he's going to be full tilt on him. I got to, you know what? You know how <laughs> urban episodes I caught Joss Whedon, Joss Angle. I got I to gotta make a name <laughs> for John Walker. <laughs> the heel turn.
0: It was, I mean, like it was, it was a, like a, such a quick heel turn too. Like it was just like, and not wasting any time, just make him evil. Like
1: like man, he lost everything, bro.
0: Yeah. He did. Well, he's still got his wife, I guess. Who, you know, Val just disrespected within 30 seconds. With just
1: a firecracker. Yeah. I
0: like man, he's gonna lose her though. She's definitely gonna leave him. He'll probably kill her.
1: <laughs> he's gonna probably kill her.
0: <laughs> I, I think like what what else? John Is Benoit she, Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, yeah. I do think I do think she's gonna try to leave him, and he's gonna kill her for it, or at least severely injure her. Damn. Um, I
1: hope
0: not. I hope but not as probably- well. I just don't see a purpose for her leaving him, unless she gets killed over it, or like I, she's gonna die one way or the other. Like either somebody's gonna kill her, and he's gonna get mad about it. Or he's gonna kill her. Like it might be like a Daredevil situation, you know how like Kingpin kills that girl that Bullseye was stalking, so that Bullseye will become his like servant. I think that's what's gonna happen.
1: Man, he, how much more mental anguish can he go through in this series? Like if his girl dies,
0: man. But they are drawing a parallel between him, not to use the word parallel a million times in this episode. But they're drawing a parallel between him and Steve. Like they lose the best friend at the beginning. Like he's got the serum now. He's hated by the government for a different reason, obviously. Like, like Steve's reason was because he wouldn't listen to the government, and John's reason is that he murdered a foreign diplomat in the streets.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: he's like i'm gonna take him to the center of a, i'm not even gonna do it in a building i'm gonna take him to the center of a right. square where there's hundreds of people watching with their phones out and just beat the shit out of him with Murky. the shield and kill him in the street like
1: yeah. and then pose
0: and then pose yeah like i get that this serum is like making him mentally ill because it's just it's making his he's getting far too not even cocky but just narcissistic Mm. It more, honestly it's a step above narcissistic even like
1: man the crazy part is that he's worse he's worse in the comics yeah
0: yeah, but, but but I would argue in the comics as bad as he is he at least kind of has like a turnaround what
1: are you talking about US Asian?
0: yeah like he, he kind of has a little bit of a like still nefarious <laughs> but, but he's like at least Tries to make himself respectable again, right? He's not going nuts. Man, he was
1: terrible. I was reading little articles like he he almost killed Hawkeye because like he was mourning Songbird dying. Did you read about that at all? No. Like how he tried to kill all these people just he's randomly.
0: Insane. He's insane. He's a murderer. He's a psycho. He's a psycho. He is nuts in the, doing the comments. Like he's
1: truly really nuts.
0: They're doing it perfectly though they're yeah. they're they're really displaying how much of a side, like again post credit we can actually jump into the post credit right now and we'll get back to where we left off but him making the shield out of like and using all the metals that he earned to weld it together insane insane person things and he paints it yeah. he's like i'm still captain america you're not you never were but <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's not us. he always didn't give a fuck about his metal so we saw that earlier oh you the could season. tell yeah yeah he was always just like they're just they just pieces of hardware right they're nothing they're they're remembrance of actually bad things for me so whatever and
0: now they're literal pieces of hardware because he made them into a shield exactly Which, what, what is this shield even made out of it's got to be made out of tin or like some
1: yeah like fucking like cubic zirconia Something like that I was crazy.
0: I made a joke. Um, I don't know if I told you this, this, but I told at least somebody else I was like, I hope Bucky goes and gets the broken shield from Endgame so they can each have one.
1: <laughs> it's that's like giving your cousin like a controller that's not turned
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, it's like, it's like Oprah, it's like, you get a shield and you get. A shield.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, but that's yeah. yeah you're right though it's, it's exactly what it's like but I bet John is gonna by the end of this turn his uniform black and red like US agent I bet he paints the shield black and red like US agent that's gonna be
1: a sick costume though, I'm it's, not gonna lie
0: it will it will and then Falcon yeah. will have the and I saw an interview they, they pulled up from um the I don't remember what movie they were promoting but it was it was Sebastian and it was Mackie and they were um, I think it was Endgame. I don't remember. But they're promoting a movie together and the, the interviewer asked, do you know if they're making you a suit? And he's like, oh, I just had my first fitting this week. And he's like, are you kidding me? And, and Mackie's just like, oh yeah, it looks amazing. And he's like, I love it. And you could see he just like was really in love with the way this suit looks. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, man.
1: Do you feel like we're going to be getting a corny? mackie reference to america's ass sometime Mm -hmm. next
0: episode Mm. no i could see it being written in down the line because sebastian stan did the thing where he posted his ass on insta i think that would be funny yeah
1: that's that's right up mackie's name though like that's his toolbox it is
0: it it is maybe he'll like do something like (laughs) tongue-in-cheek where he calls bucky an ass and does it i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i see the
1: vision i see what (laughs) you because
0: because it is kind of like a a mackie type like play on it like yeah the only thing is he wasn't there for that scene the only people who were there were tony who's dead cap who's dead and and an ant-man so (laughs) ant-man's ant-man is the only (laughs) one left that can remember that happening
1: so so in in other words paul the next one to show the cheeks. That's the full circle
0: we're missing. It. <laughs> <laughs> Once he's done, we have. I swear to God, cross. if this becomes a thing, we're going to have to make a theme song for it. Like this. Gotcha. Marvel boots gotcha. pick of the week on Insta. Girl.
1: Ad lives and everything. see <laughs> the Pioneer.
0: Cool it's becoming a trend. What a time <laughs> to be alive.
1: <laughs> You're Right, Cheeks. Cheeks are the trend of 2021. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. It's just shame cheeks. <laughs> um back back to the Falcon Winter Soldier. On that note, segue back to the Falcon Winter Soldier. Let's see, where were we at in the episode? Carly threatens to bomb New York. Oh, Walker passed the sign. So this is the scene where we get Walker talking to Lamar's parents and he gets redemption for 0.2 seconds and then lies to them seems so sad so so sad it,
1: was. it really was
0: i feel like the sister though lamar's sister was like not having it she was like this I mean, is she like, wasn't. half-ass she apology
1: um, it's just like
0: yeah yeah exactly she was mug- like me mugging the whole time yeah i and, and and so i think the parents were grateful but the sister's like this is a lie i i don't yeah. think this is what maybe
1: happened. she sees
0: right through him like not nah. right um then he walks past a sign of himself it says cap is back and right behind it is a sign for a punk rock show coming up and i was like i was like they didn't even just stick up a cap is back sign in an alleyway it was like had to be next to a show had to be next to a sign for a, promoting a show like the people are just gonna. I would love next episode people to start sticking their signs over top of the cap back sign.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just put my the IG at <laughs> posting them all over, putting over his
0: face. <laughs> They're putting up like uh lawn service wanted, like <laughs> like those little <laughs> numbers, those pull numbers you can pull off. Like
1: yeah, cat adoption,
0: yes. <laughs> Five. exactly. Five. All those all those shits just going up over. Um, then we get the evil Sharon phone call. Bucky, Bucky and Sam fixing the boat again, and Sarah comes over. And Bucky's just like Hi Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the way he says it is just and Sam just like stares him down. Ah, oh, beautiful scene. But then after that, we get the scene. You want to talk about the uh, where they're throwing the shield around?
1: Oh yeah, the uh, the emoji scene that I sent you.
0: The emoji scene, and yeah. The... Doing
1: like the yeah the capoeira scene. Yeah, yeah. That montage was it's pretty sick, man. Like he uh, he got his swagger back. What can I say?
0: Yeah, even though he almost kills himself like two times with the shield. <laughs> yeah. Almost yeah, loses you it in the lake. To make it. But yeah, and then I enjoyed the conversation they had. Some people were saying, like, some people were, like, mad about that scene for some reason. They were like, oh, like, you didn't need this scene in there. But I liked it. I enjoyed that Bucky, like, finally acknowledged Sam had a difficult time, like, as a Black man deciding whether or not he wanted to take the shield.
1: Yeah, it was very necessary. Also, I, it was huge for his part, too, because Sam finally did what he's been doing this whole time, like, counsel people who have come back from war. So he finally talks to Bucky and like says, yo, like, you can't just do this type of service through apologizing because that's for you. You have to actually work for them. Right. You have to serve it.
0: Yeah, that's why they're perfect balance because like Sam has the experience in counseling. These people like even going back to Winter Soldier, like that's what he was doing. He was just going to the VA to talk to people.
1: Yeah.
0: And now we see he's helping Bucky out and That's why, like, they end the conversation and Bucky's, you know, we assume is going to see Yuri.
1: Yeah, that's foreshadowing, man. I like it.
0: Also, the depressing-ass line of Bucky saying the Shield is the closest thing I have left to a family.
1: Oh, yeah. That That was rough. I feel bad for my boy.
0: Yeah, my friend Tyler said he wants Yori to adopt Bucky, so that way he has a family and Yori has a son again.
1: That would be that would be
0: nice. <laughs> I was like, "There's no reason." I, I don't know happened. if he
1: would do that.
0: You would definitely not do that, and I don't see <laughs> but, a I don't see a story reason for him to do that either.
1: Um, <laughs> how would they even write that? in? you'd be like, "You know what? Because you killed my son brutally, I'm gonna bring you into the fold." Right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm. I think it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough scene again next week. They're gonna it's going to be really emotional again like they're just going to keep the hits coming but i think if bucky does find a semblance of a family a, a legitimate family like obviously he's going to have sam going here on out but i think if he actually gets like a legit family i bet they do set him up with sarah yeah i
1: can i can see that sam is not gonna let that at all. no up.
0: <laughs> i don't think they will i think he's gonna end up probably moving back to wakana and being the white wolf again but yeah. I could I could also see I think the Sarah thing is just like a funny little joke they got going between Bucky and Sam. but I think yeah. I think it's obvious like it's possible. I think it's definitely a way they could go with it if they chose to.
1: Yeah, definitely'd be funny. That would be really funny
0: <laughs> Bucky says he wants his or he's got his back. he's got Sam's back, which is like, you know, in the Couple, first couple episodes they were like not getting along mm-hmm. and now they're finally they said they're not partners but they're like still deciding what their relationship is I think that's a funny <laughs> little bit too that they keep it is. going Um it
1: is. they have good chemistry really good chemistry
0: that's the other big line we got from that scene we got quote Steve is gone which is huge the- like gone again doesn't necessarily mean dead, but it very, oh, much come sounds, on, it very much sounds like he's dead. And I think he's dead. I yeah. thought he was dead since the jump. I did too. I, I just assumed the, the fact that they haven't said dead, like it's, it's pissing me off because it's like now you're always leaving that little inkling that he could come back. I wish they would you just were. say dead because like the gone leaves just still a little bit of gray area to bring him back. He could be on the moon for all I know, and by the moon I mean the <laughs> the sword base in space with Nick Fury,
1: just chilling there watching Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> Price is Right,
0: Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, but uh, Sam says doesn't matter what Steve thought, and stop looking to other people to help yourself to Bucky. Like they really do counsel each other about everything in that scene. They just put like. It is such a necessary scene because Bucky and like talks to Sam about what Sam needs to hear, and Sam does the exact same for Bucky, and that's what completes Sam's arc, pretty much becoming Captain America, and it's what is about to complete Bucky's arc, yeah. wrapping up the Winter Soldier. Like, not necessarily Bucky and Sam's arc, but their the Falcon and Winter Soldier arcs are closing. Because now yeah, it's gonna be yeah. cap and white wolf.
1: You know, I, I've been thinking about this show and it falls in the in a category for me that like I kinda am still trying to wrap my mind around. Like it's this show is predictable but good. You know what I'm saying? Like usually when people say predictable, it's like, oh that's bad, but it's predictably good. Like I, we know how we probably knew how Sam's arc was going to be wrapped up, right? And we probably knew how Bucky's arc was going to be wrapped up. And right. Zemo, we were a little bit unsure, but you know, for the most part, it's been predictable, but it's still been, it's still been hidden. So
0: yeah, like it's the opposite of WandaVision.
1: Yeah, the exact opposite. Man. Like it's very, opposite.
0: it's very predictable, but it's still getting where it needs to go, and it's still right. surprising you enough along the way. Whereas right. WandaVision was not predictable yeah. at all. The main plot point was predictable that she created this universe, and it was oh yeah, yeah, that was predictable. And it was predicted; certain things were predictable, like Vision wasn't going to be able to last, and the kids weren't going to be able to last. But we knew that, yeah, right. But but I think everything else about WandaVision was just so unpredictable that it's nice to have something you can kind of rely on. But also, yeah. every once in a while, they can put Julia Louis Dreyfus in the show, and damn,
1: exactly, exactly so i i usually hate to do this because they're two complete different shows but before you see the final episode gun to your head which do you enjoy more this or wandavision
0: that's tough like i think this is definitely better i think in terms of enjoyment though like i got a ton of enjoyment out of wandavision just because of the way they made that like the way that it was like a an homage to television Mm. I would definitely. So I, I, I've already placed Falcon Winter Soldier in my rankings amongst everything else. Um, mm. I have Falcon Winter Soldier takes the sixth spot that WandaVision formerly held. WandaVision fell a little bit.
1: Okay.
0: WandaVision fell to eleven behind Avengers.
1: Wow. Uh, Wonder what's funny. I feel the exact opposite for what you just said. I feel like, I feel like WandaVision is better, but I enjoy Falcon and Winter Soldier more.
0: Okay. I, I, I get that. I think creatively WandaVision is Yeah, that's, that's what
1: most got the points for me. Bro. And I
0: get and I and I yeah, but to me it's just like Falcon Winter Soldier reminds me so much of the two Captain America movies, the second one and the third one, Civil War and right. Winter Soldier. And those just were phenomenal. Um, I do think creatively WandaVision probably is the quote unquote better show. But I think, in terms of my personal opinion, Falcon and Winter Soldier just, like I said, every week it gets better, whereas WandaVision was fluctuating. It all depends. That's true. That's a good. Which one. is which is why I,
1: those are my problems with WandaVision for sure. Yeah.
0: Which, when you average everything out, like yeah, I'll have to wait till next week to find out. Because if you average everything out, you take like the fifth episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier and pair it, like pit it against the first, like maybe the first episode kind of evens out the fifth whereas you look at like the sixth yeah this episode. is like a
1: very this is like a very like 8.4 eight 8.5 series like consistently
0: yeah across the board that. whereas wandavision yeah. was like it was like at points it would dip it to some like nines, a five some
1: nines. yeah
0: but it's definitely got some not like like the halloween yeah, episode to me and yeah and the final episode and the, like the first couple episodes were just you didn't know what was going on but you knew something yeah. was about to and I thought it was just f- phenomenal. I can't even read this shit. Try to look up more notes. To see. Bucky uh, doesn't have a nightmare when he's at the Wilson residence. So that's cool because he's been having nightmares a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sam gives the line, we can't win every fight, but we, can, we can't lose this one about the boat
1: yeah i'm happy that he's really being a ride or die on that whole boat operation which is why like, i think it's consider- gotta get- yeah you're right you're right it just it fits it's
0: it too important to happen.
1: yeah it is it is
0: i bet the community end up coming back to save sam by the end of this because i bet he saves new york and they're like all right we gotta get this give this guy a break
1: yeah for sure Yeah, he's done enough. He's done way too much. We gotta I know I just asked him like take a picture for my nephews on IG, but whatever, I'll throw him a bone here.
0: See what else? There's a Sam training montage by himself, which was sweet. That's where he almost decapitates himself twice. That's when Carly Okay, then Carly meets with Batrock.
1: Oh yeah. Didn't you say a line like I'm not here to work with your crew needs on or on your operation.
0: Yeah. Basically, he... they Falcon. Right.
1: That's it.
0: That's it. Well, it's funny because next episode, there's not going to be a Falcon because he's Captain America now. He's going to swoop in, hit him in the face with the shield, game over. Just... He's
1: probably going to say something corny like, What Falcon? What well, Falcon? I'm gonna Torres, it,
0: Torres comes sweeping in with the other the other wings. He's like, This Falcon kicked him in the head. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna turn my TV off so fast, you know what? Let me get these
0: a couple of days. <laughs> I think uh you think Badrock's gonna join the Thunderbolts if we get Thunderbolts here?
1: I was thinking about that. Um I
0: he might honestly just fucking die. He,
1: yeah, he might. I mean Dursa Pierre, he's 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 been around. So yeah, he probably will die.
0: I mean he's been around, but he hasn't really been in much. He was just in the one movie he's just the yeah. winter soldier just kind of
1: been in the background
0: and yeah. this yeah like so i could see him but he's been in the universe i guess for a long time so yes same thing they did with crossbones i feel like they're gonna do it with him like he i don't see any arc for him there's not it's just like he he likes money he likes power he likes money and that's it and yeah. that's what every bad villain like wants so you no know, nothing special about him you know
1: you know it's funny that that brings me back to the little Stanley snippet that you sent me. Like, is one power and money like really a bad thing to one? Like, who I mean, maybe power, it depends on what that looks like for you, though. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes, because some people want power because they want to change the world for the better, and some people want power for their own egos. Yeah,
1: hmm. um, that was a really good snippet you sent me, though. They really, yeah. Like, that adds a different perspective to to things.
0: To things. So for the listeners um, who don't know about this snippet, Stan Lee a couple of years ago did an interview with Larry King, and Larry King asked him who the most like underappreciated Marvel character was, and he said Doctor Doom, and Larry King asked why, and he said Doctor Doom was king of his own nation, and all he wanted was. To rule the world. And he's like, that's not an illegal thing to do. That can be your aspiration. You can want to rule the world. They can't arrest you for wanting to rule the world.
1: <laughs> yeah. He even painted the scenario of like, what if you just went up to a cop and said, Yo, officer, I want to rule the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that interview had a lot of solid question answers. Like, there were some like weird ones, but there was like a lot of solid like responses in that. That stand gave. Watch- yeah. Um I'm trying to think what the other one he said was right before that that I also oh I almost also sent to you. I don't remember, but he's got he's got some good got some good answers in there. He talks about DC comics a little bit. Uh he talks about just how he came to business in Marvel. He talks about death. How often does
1: he talk about Jack Kirby? So Jack Kirby.
0: He mentions him like once or twice. He talks about like how when he started working there. There was only two dudes working there. It was Jack Kirby and I don't even remember who the second one was. But there was two guys working there, and they both got fired. And then so he ended up starting Marvel Comics, and they obviously came back. And uh, yeah, but when he was like eighteen, he said he wrote for like newspapers and he wrote like obituaries. Mm. And he and Larry were both joking about how their obituaries were already written, and. (laughs) he's like he's like i hope mine's written he's like mine's not written that means i'm not important enough (laughs) and then Larry asked him if he's afraid of death and he's like no it was like interesting interview though like it was like he said it has to
1: be
0: a lot of good questions a lot of good answers um like i said some weird questions and answers but like for the most part good interview um he talked about his cameos his favorite cameo was apocalypse
1: I don't even remember his cameo in Apocalypse. It's when
0: they're sent. It's when Apocalypse launches all the nukes into space. I don't
1: remember. I need to. I need to finish that. movie. I just can't.
0: Uh, um. So there's like the scene is Apocalypse. It's the scene right before before Evan Peters comes and saves everybody. Apocalypse pretty much uses. Oh. He takes over Cerebro <laughs> through Charles Xavier's head, and he launches all the nukes up into space and as the nukes are going up you just see him in stanley's glasses but the reason it's his favorite is because he's with his wife in like he's standing Uh, next to his wife in in the doorway and they're both watching the nukes go up Um, oh
1: that's
0: that's touching yeah so what's your favorite cameo my my favorite stanley cameo it's tough because you want to talk mcu it's different than overall overall it's definitely spider-man 3 when he's looking at like the sign And he turns to Toby and he's just like, you know, I guess one person can make a difference. And it's just like, it's it's a very corny line, but it just gets me every time. Um, In terms of MCU, really like the Captain Marvel one where he's reading the Mallrats script. Um,
1: Yeah, that was great. That was my second favorite.
0: I like the Guardians 2 one where he's with the Watchers. That was fine. Mm
1: -hmm. my favorite one is the one in Deadpool when he's a DJ yeah that's so funny
0: funny. I like what's the other one is that the one where Deadpool is just like zip it Stanley yeah yeah I'm trying to think of his other cameos that were just like real good he was talking to Larry about um, Fantastic Four he's like oh I haven't seen it yet and Larry's like oh it's supposed to be doing pretty bad and he's like, you know why? He's like, why? He's like, because I'm not in it. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, because Stan was, there was only like two MCU, or two Marvel movies Stan Lee's never been in, and that was one of them. Now, obviously, before he died, now, there's a couple more, but what was the other cameo I really liked of his? There's the one where gets hammered in Ultron. I don't remember. If I think of it, I'll let you know. But yeah, definitely.
1: It'll pop
0: the first Thor is pretty funny when the thing breaks. The second Thor is also pretty funny. They're all good. It's just like a matter of how much he's involved. But yeah, RIP the goat.
1: Yeah, rest in peace to both, man. That had to yeah, be a both. eerie thing to watch.
0: Yeah, that yeah, because they they did talk about death near the end, and it was just like it wasn't just like a short snippet. It was like uh like a two minute little segment they were talking about death. So just crazy. But yeah, back to the episode. We get to the end, and Sam's tearing up at the suit, but we don't get to see the suit because Marvel wants us to come back next week. Like we weren't already going to come back next week. You kidding me? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then we get the wacko shield scene at the end, where he starts hammering, and it's like, "Ooh, this is reminiscent of Iron Man." And then it's just John Walker hammering away at the fake shield.
1: <laughs> Captain America, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the couple questions I had: Do you think Sharon's power broker?
1: I don't think she's power broker. She's definitely nefarious. So I'll just leave it at that.
0: I, back. I'm still not sure. I mean, she could very well be power broker, but honest, I don't even want to make a guess there.
1: The power broker is.
0: Why do you think she sent bedrock
1: I don't know. That's the thing. That's what makes it so nefarious because I. I don't know what her what she's going for here. I don't know what she's trying to do here. Right. I have no idea.
0: What do you expect from the New York fight? Do you expect Carly to start just marking people?
1: Uh yeah, she's she's gonna snap because like her back is up against the wall. She pretty much is in a position where she has to. So she's gonna go crazy. I feel like, um, of course, Sam is gonna hit a Bucky. Bucky's gonna pull it through, drop kick some motherfuckers, and. Uh, I feel like they won't. Carly's not gonna die, but I think I'm starting to agree with that. I think that eventually she's gonna come around to the idea of like laying off of her ideals. Mm -hmm. She's gonna be talked Mm -hmm. down. So
0: yeah. I don't yeah, I don't foresee her dying. I um I could foresee most of, if not all, of Carly's team dying. I think the one dude that might survive is uh who's the guy? I can't remember the character's name or the actor's name. He's got like the long hair and he's got like the mustache. Oh, I don't know who you're talking about. I
1: don't know the actor's name. I know who you're talking
0: about. I think he he might be the only other one to live other than her, but I would assume they all die besides her. That was the other bit I liked about Zemo. Zemo said he wasn't going to kill Bucky. Like, obviously he wasn't looking like he was going to do, but I think that is like a callback to when Falcon asked him, what about Bucky? Like, he's like, if you hate Super Soldier so much, what about Bucky?
1: Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: I think, I think Zemo's saying, I'm not going to kill you. Like, you've been through so much. Like, I, like, they literally programmed you to be a killer. And I, and then he, like, forgives them. And I yeah. thought that was huge. And again, that's why like, I don't think Zemo is a quote unquote villain. And I haven't read that whole book yet, but I did read the Batman chapter. And I, Really, I'm. I, I want to stop calling people heroes and villains because of it. Like, it's just to me, they're protagonists and antagonists. Like, I think everyone tries to be the hero of their own story. And yes, there are horrible people, but it's it's tough to just call someone a villain. Because once you call someone a villain, you're kind of stating I my moral code is the right moral code.
1: Exactly. That's a hundred percent sure.
0: Which, like, there are people you know are a villain. Like, right, like. Like the Joker
1: pe- is a Joker has no reason to be a psychopath. He's a villain,
0: right? But like, like an any, anybody who's looking for the worst in the world, right? Like anybody who's looking to destroy things, anybody who's looking to harm any people, like any, any groups, any anyone, any murderers or anything like that, easy to label them as a villain because they're you know a villain. Like I'm thinking like Hitler, like easy villain, right? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like that's even murky though, because like even with killing certain groups of people, like they that group that the person is taking down are like bad people it's like okay in one person's eyes that may be a villain but to other people it'd be like okay you took out a group of people who are harming my people right you know so that's like a gray area too
0: right yeah but then I like you think like oh like I'm just thinking back during Vietnam when when they set up the camps for Asian people in the United States like oh the United States are always the quote-unquote heroes but like obviously that's not a good thing to do like that's that's a horrible horrible thing to do but the, and same thing like it's just tough to label who's a hero and villain in real life or any kind of story yeah it's a perspective it is a perspective thing and that's why carly is such a fascinating and same thing with danos such a fascinating character yeah
1: that was such a good chapter. The, I, the thing about that book is that it's so dense. Like I forgot <laughs> most of what was said in that little <laughs> chapter.
0: I, yeah, I haven't started it yet. Like I just, like that night you sent me the screenshot of it. I just like looked it up and found like a PDF of it online, of that chapter online. But now I'm, once I wrap up this last book I have here, I'm going to go back and, because I, I I read, I try to read one a month. Last year was two and then the pandemic hit and I stopped reading. And this year it's been one. And so I'm wrapping up my March book now. And then that one's going to be my April book. Um, so I'm excited to start it just because I think it's phenomenal. Um, what the fuck's it even called? I'm just trying to think. So that the listeners. Uh, Secret
1: Joys of Bureaucracy by David Graber.
0: Yes. It's interesting just from what I've read so far and what Jeremy's told me about it. It is it is heavy, but it's, it's an interesting read and I've enjoyed what I've read so far. Just makes me think oh, about
1: stuff. Yeah, man, I've read a couple things in it where I'm like, holy shit, I went through the same thing. And I was wondering, I was trying to find the words to describe what was happening to me, but I just didn't, I couldn't form them mm-hmm. until I read this book. So yeah. yeah, it's very
0: I can't even read this last thing. Does Zemo have, uh, and it's just scribbles. I can't read the rest of my note here. <laughs>
1: damn like when do you write your notes like are you just like up in the
0: night writing or nah i i because i watch like what i try to do when i do take notes some of them like the the past two episodes of dabs and duke we've done i didn't even take notes really i just kind of came up with notes after the episode was over this time like what i usually do for our episodes is i watch it when i watch it the second time and i just scribble it down and i'm watching the episode still while i'm writing it so i'm not even looking at what like my handwriting i'm just kind of scribbling shit and then I come up to something and it's just like, does Zemo have a Kruger? It's just, it looks like it starts with C and it ends with Y. And it looks like there's a G in the middle somewhere. But I honestly couldn't tell you if this says Calgary or what.
1: Yeah. So you kind of might be uh, the, the typewriter person in the, during like jury cases, where like they just type in what the person says without looking down.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> i guess I, I think i know what i was trying to say here if i remember correctly like does zemo have like a plan like has this been his plan all along was to get released so he could go kill some powered people and then get sent to the raft contingency it says contingency
1: contingency
0: <laughs> um is, got this it. A plan? is this a plan all along what
1: do you think
0: i don't think it was his plan all along but I think he had a plan for if it ever happened. Like, I, so I guess contingency is the right word for it. Like, he, I think he was expecting to rot in prison for all those years, but he's like, oh, if there ever comes a time when one of the Avengers comes back and breaks me out of prison, because that's the only way I'm getting out of here, do what? What do I do? Cause he did. He had his, his butler lined up to fly on places. He had, like, you think about he had his coat, he was able to go to the garage, he had just everything lined up. To get ready to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like now we're gonna see him escape the raft. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's
1: gonna escape. Yeah, he's definitely. a smart
0: man. Like he's one of the smarter villains we've seen, smarter antagonists we've seen. I don't even think he's a villain, honestly, aside from killing T'achaka. Like, really, pretty much <laughs> that's a huge aside. <laughs> it is a huge aside. Like but again, I he wasn't it wasn't a targeted attack, right? Like he wasn't yeah, trying I to agree. kill yeah. Tachaka. he was just trying to blow up that meeting just like carly's about to try to blow up the the grc yeah.
1: like yeah in his eyes he was doing the right thing right. perspective
0: so the antagonist zemo i think he's a one of the smartest antagonists we've seen
1: i don't know if he's smart or he's just like shit being mind from is just him being rich i can't tell but you might be right
0: well like this is the thing i think i think because there's a difference between like tony smark's tony Stark smart versus Thanos smart versus Zemo smart. Like I think Zemo's like a clever smart, and Thanos is like a wise smart, and Tony and Shuri and Banner like theirs is like an intellectual smart.
1: And to, yeah, they're scientifically just
0: yes, and I, I so I would say clever. Same with Loki. Loki's a clever man. Like clever, okay. man, he's a god, but yeah, clever. okay. And and I, that to me is the, my favorite type of characters: the clever ones. Like yeah. protagonist, antagonist always. And I've said this before on this show, but
1: Yeah, okay. I can agree with that. I see your
0: point. And that's all I've got for my notes. Do you have anything else?
1: <sighs> Nothing else, man.
0: We really uh, cranked through this episode. It was it's probably gonna be one of the longer episodes, honestly, by the time it's all edited. Definitely. A good ass episode.
1: It was it's a, it a packed packed episode, and I feel like it's just gonna be it might be a little bit longer, and it's going to be just as packed.
0: So, I'm ready. hoping for like an hour twenty.
1: I want an hour twenty-two. That would be perfect.
0: Um, I don't know. We'll get it. I'm assuming it'll be just over an hour again, but we'll see. Never know. Two two post credit scenes. I would bank on it. Same as Wanda. Yeah. yeah.
1: Definitely.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, and then also Dabs and Duke. We do have slots coming up. Guest slots coming up um next week we got tyler strom coming on week after that matt foote and i will be debating the ethics yeah. of civil war which side we're on <laughs> team tony hashtag team tony um,
1: moderator Dabs.
0: moderator Dabs. the week after that jeremy do you know who you're debating
1: I think miles
0: you might okay so jeremy will be debating miles on the ethics of thanos in infinity war and i'll be moderating then the following week We'll be doing a recap of of all the past Marvel movies since we haven't gotten to touch on them really, because we've been mostly just recapping WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. And then after that, we're just going to play by ear, but we have several guest slots open. If anybody wants to come on, if you've already been on, if you haven't been on, but you'd like to come on and you're listening to this, hit us up at Dabs and Duke on Twitter or Instagram. Also, we have a voicemail box. If you'd like to leave a voice message, to be featured on the show. If you have a question, if you have something to add, if you want to be included potentially in the intro just by shouting something into the void, any thoughts you have, <laughs> hit us up. It's on anchor.fm slash Duke. There's a little option to leave a voice memo. Go do it. Leave us your name. Hit us up. And you could be featured on an episode. If you don't want to directly be, or you don't have time to be, on an episode featured on an, a guest right now but you want to ask a question or you have to, feel free it's open Absolutely. Absolutely. so hit us up and the link okay. to that
1: will be in the description
0: yes sir perfect all right. all right so until next week I don't really know <laughs> uh, and until next week enjoy all the Marvel ass pics on Insta
1: yes enjoy the cheats the maximum on cheeks that are gracing your ass
0: <laughs> thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week Peace.